Welcome to Pause and Press Play, where you get to pause your life and press play on all of your thoughts, emotions, ideas, and concepts. Thank you for joining this podcast. I hope you enjoy it. Kyla Nicole. So, hello, and thank you so much for joining Pause and Press Play. We are back with uh, episode 15, where we, in this series, are addressing certain dynamics and um, about who we are, what we do, why we do what we do, and I am really diving in to who is Kyla Nicole. This is probably going to be my most personal, personal, just intimate, transparent series that I will ever in life do, I think, but I definitely think it's important for people to be able to relate to someone And my life has given me such um, an amazing journey, you know, struggles included, um, where I want to share them and I want people to grow and I want to touch whomever is on the other side of this podcast. So um, thanks so much for tuning in. Please, please, please share, comment, give your reviews and feedback. I would love to hear all of it. And so on our last episode, we talked about the fight and um, I really talked about the fight that I have, the heart that I have, and just some of the nuggets along the way. And so I said that we would kind of pick up and kind of talk about that in great detail over here. I try not to make really long podcast episodes because I realize that we're all busy. Uh, We all have so much going on. And I want people to be able to go back and listen to it over and over again. And if it is a podcast that is hours and hours and hours, sometimes that can be a little tough, um, considering we all have a series of podcasts that we probably listen to. So um, that one was probably a little bit longer than they usually are, but feel free to check them out, scale them for the time lengths. And so... In this uh, episode, I really want to address um, the aftermath of the fight and um, kind of what my childhood looked like. Uh, For so many of us, we have such fond memories of our childhood and some positive, some negative, some kind of in between or impartial, Um, but I definitely think that our childhood Um, has shaped us more than we are willing to say. And I also think that this is one of those taboo things that people don't talk about. Um, We all want to tell our story, but typically we want to tell it from an adult perspective. And I think that it's important for us to go all the way back to our childhood and determine um, what that was like or talk about that because it kind of helps you answer some of the questions or uh, makes you aware of some of the things that you may struggle with in your adult life. It is my belief that every, and I won't say every, but many of our issues stem from our childhood. Um, The foundation that was laid before us, the things that we've seen, the things that we've witnessed, the things that um, have kind of shaped us to believe what we believe as adults, I really think started um, in our younger days. And I think that That goes without saying, um, especially in this generation, 
um, the kids are so different than they were when I was growing up. Honestly, um, I, I, I don't know that I've seen it as, as bad as it is now. And I can only imagine what it's going to be like as I get older. Of course, maybe that changed because my morals, my values, things that I think are important, you know, maybe some parents don't think is important. Some people may not value some of the things that we were um, valuing when we were younger or that our parents were valuing, you know. Um, I find that parents are getting younger, um, not necessarily older, and not saying that I... um, and very old, but I probably fall into that category as well, you know, because I had a baby at 17. So many people thought that, um, you know, I would probably be very unskilled or would stay that way. Or they may have thought that I would be more concerned about being friendly than parenting. You know, there are so many different stereotypes that come in with having a child that young. But I was blessed to... um be parented by someone and people and have a village and a community that um, was definitely wise um, beyond my years. Um, And I think that made me wise beyond the years, to be honest with you, uh, because I was always attracted to much older. Um, And it could be because I was an only child and um, I spent time around grownups. You know, I did not partake in grown-up conversations because my mother was not having that. But um, many of my uh, mom's friends were older, uh, had older children. Um, and then I was very, very close with my grandma who was older. And so her grandchildren, you know, or her friend's grandchildren, shall I say, were older too. So, um Anyhow, that that did something to me. Um, being older, mindset-wise, was very interesting because it was almost like I matured much faster than those that were my age, um, but there still was life that I hadn't experienced. And so I found myself sometimes in situations that I probably shouldn't have been in simply because I was old enough to kind of get in them, but then had to navigate my way through them. Um, And I'm pretty sure many of you may understand what I'm talking about. So um, the aftermath of that, that fight in me, um, maybe started because I dealt with childhood abuse. And um, abuse can go in very various categories, and it can mean a lot of things. Um, a lot of us, I think, were abused um, that we don't really say much about. We don't talk about. We don't understand a lot about it. And um, we don't acknowledge how it shaped us. Um, you know, my mom um, was a strong, strong, independent woman. And... Um, It was just her, and unfortunately, um, there were things that I think that, you know, we maybe should not have gotten into, or things that we've said to each other that I wish we didn't say to each other, Um, things that I've said to my mom that I wish I hadn't said, and you you just learn that as you grow with time and age, but... You know, I think that my mom was under stress, a lot of stress, you know, being a single parent, 
um, you know, going back and forth with my dad, dealing with their drama. Um, and that just left this young, impressionable kid who looked like her dad, which probably flustered my mom all that much more and acted like my dad. And then, you know, I probably, um, my dad was so much more laid back and so much cooler that I just naturally gravitated to that side, which made my mom feel like I favored him over her. And it just was a mess y'all. But, um, it, it, it was times where, you know, I was disciplined harsh. Um, and I always word these things because I don't want people to hear this and think, oh my God, her mom is a horrible person. I think that my mom did the best that she could, you know, do I think that she took things out on me? Do I think that, um, you know, I I would have wished to have gotten whooped with a belt over a fist or do I think that, um, there were times where discipline was extreme. Yeah. You know, I have to be honest about that. Um, but that's coming from my perspective and my world, my life. And as I've gotten older, we've had these conversations and it took us a lot to get past some of those things or those hurts or, um, those stories, but to understand that she did the best that she could do to understand that, um, I don't think it was ever her intention to, um, you know, beat me down or any of that nature. It was really to teach me something that, um, you know, she did what she had to do. And so I spent a lot of time angry about it. You know, I spent a lot of time really, really angry and really, really mad because, you know, she wasn't emotional. She wasn't nurturing. She wasn't, um, the the person that, you know, was there to support me mentally and emotionally or spiritually, it was, she ruled with an iron fist, um, literally. And, um, so I, you know, grew up walking on lots of eggshells and, um, I grew up feeling very, very lonely and very isolated and, um, feeling like, you know, I wish that she was there and she would always tell me, well, you know, you're not going to like everything that I did. You just raise your children differently. And that's what I did, of course. But I still had to work through a lot of issues. Um, not only did I deal with that abuse uh, physically, mentally, um, you know, I had siblings who um, didn't necessarily get along with me and were very inappropriate with me. And uh, I, of course, addressed that with them and Um, and that was just a really hard thing to work on, but it left me with crazy self-esteem issues. It left me dealing with violations and boundary issues. It left me, um, to a point where I identified, um, I had a very negative outlook sexually, um, because of that. And I don't think I realized it until I got older. Um, you know, I don't believe in, um, you know, being out there and um, being promiscuous and things of that nature. Um, but I think that that happens simply because of how we identify sexually or how we were introduced to certain sexual innuendos. And so 
what happens is that if you don't value some of those things or some of those ways, um, it will cause you to be in all sorts of uh, situations. Um, it also leaves us feeling mentally um, disturbed. You know, there are so many mental issues out there that um, we ignore. You know, if it doesn't have a title or a name, sometimes it goes um, undiagnosed. Sometimes it goes without even being discussed or, or labeled or whatever the case is. There are things that have happened in our lives that leave us mentally messed up. And for me, that definitely happened. Um, I grew up, you know, wondering if someone puts their hands on you in an inappropriate way, do you, are, are you a virgin? Are you not? If, um, you're not, then do you even have a conscious regard about sexuality? Um, you know, there are many people that live, um, alternative lifestyles simply because of the interactions that they've had with the opposite sex or the same sex. And these are things that we don't talk about. And a lot of times the things that are happening to us, you know, outside of an adult doing it to you because adults are very much so well aware and capable of what they do and how they do it. But as children, children are implementing um, and doing things that they see. They're doing things that they have heard they're acting out or exploring things. And if we do not talk about them, if we do not educate them properly, if we don't build an atmosphere where these things can be discussed, we, you know, turn our children into pedophiles or we create an atmosphere for them to um, have to have sexuality questions or issues. And, and so, and it's a very, very hard thing for um, people to talk about, especially in our community, but it's real. You know, there are so many people that I know that were, um, you know, touched inappropriately or um, have became hypersexualized fastly because of the things that they were exposed to or heard um, that they were told to keep secrets or they were told to not say anything or they were told to um, deal with it and get over it because it happens. There are tons of family secrets where they know that this is happening, but they don't speak up and they don't say anything. And um, to those people, that is probably the worst thing that you can do to a person. To the people that have experienced these things, such as myself, it, it does something to your soul. And it's something that you will forever have to uh, walk through and deal with and overcome. But it is very, very possible to do it. Um, I encourage everybody that has been through this to get help. Um, one of the reasons that I became a life coach is I started off thinking that um, I just wanted to help people become whole. Because I realized that at one point in my life I was so broken. And I was so abused, you know, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, um, physically. I just had dealt with so much abuse from being in abusive relationships um, to, you know, not even telling my loved ones that I was in these abusive relationships, which created um, such a level of secrecy for me that I almost felt like I operated in such guilt and shame 
to um, dealing with, you know, coming out of those abusive relationships, to figuring out who I was sexually, to figuring out how I was going to overcome these negative thoughts or images that I had about sexuality, how I was going to parent. It just breeded so much chaos into my world um, that I just dealt with, you know, over and over um, day by day to um, figuring out if I, my self-worth was impacted. You know, I carried a lot of guilt with me for not being transparent or keeping secrets or um, I felt like I was unable to um, uh, relate to people. I very much so developed a very unhealthy uh, lifestyle in regards to relating to the opposite sex. I definitely saw them as a tool and not someone that you could connect to or connect with. I, um, you know, basically threw away relationships, I believe. I didn't really get along with females because of a mentality of I I didn't trust people. I mean, I just had so much happening. And all the the while I fought with who I wanted to be and what was happening to me and what I wanted to become. So it was like I just juggled. I just juggled this lifestyle. um, And it was very distorted in my thinking. You know, it was like, You know, you have these public victories, but these private issues and, um, you know, I at one point wanted to um, talk about those things in my family, but they didn't really want to hear it. They didn't want to talk about that. Um, They were very one sided when it came to it or um, trying to explain my world because I had hid it for so long and things that were happening to me that it was like I couldn't convey it. And I just had so much anger, so much frustration in my life. And I mean, it was just a mess. (laughs) Honestly, it was just a mess. And so I know what it's like to be wrapped up in this world where it's like, who am I? What am I doing? How do I do it? Um, and it's just how one of those those ways, you know, like my escape was academia, you know. So I I went through all this stuff, but I went somewhat undetected because I love school. You know, I made straight A's. Um, I, I, um, I, I didn't act out behavioral wise for the most part. Um, I was an introvert, but then I was an extrovert. I loved people. I I got my energy from being in social situations, but yet I was, um, not trusting of people. Um, I mean, it, it just is so much and I get that world. I can see it in people. I can see it before people even see it in themselves. I know what it looks like, um, because I've lived it. And so a part of the reason that I became this life coach, um, I wanted people to be whole. But then I realized that I was able to identify and spot these traumatic issues in the lives of people that I began to specialize in, in trauma. I began to help people become incredibly transparent about their lives and what happened to them, what happened to them, how it happened and how they needed to overcome it and how they needed to make personal decisions to do that, how they needed to get the help that they needed to get, how they needed to deal with their truth, walk in their truth, be very transparent about it, 
um, and how not to carry that. But then at the same time, I had to help people try to understand that in order for you to get to a place of wholeness, for you to get to a place of individuality, for you to get to a place of transparency, is that you have to really, really unpack the layers of your life. You really have to see it from the perspective. um, It's like you have to go back. You honestly have to go back and see it as it's happening, as it's playing out to you, because you you can have a lot of misplaced anger. You can have a lot of dysfunctional habits. You can have a lot of bitterness. And those are things that you have to work through. And it is very possible. It is very, very possible. Um, it takes time, of course. You know, it took me almost eight years to get to a place where I could be transparent, where I could be honest, where I could deal with my attackers and my abusers. Um, It took therapy. It took medications. It took um, so much uh, pruning of habits. Um, But ultimately, I feel like it honestly was the grace of God. Um, I will never, ever say that it was anything other than that. Um, God has been a really big part of my life since I was a child but when I went through this period where all these things happened to me and I began to speak out and tell about them and fight and um I felt like the Christian people were the people that turned their back on me the fastest I felt like those were the people who labeled me I felt like those were the people who judged me I felt like those were the people who um said they were going to be there but weren't there and abandoned me I had all of these other things going on when it related to um Christians And so because of that, at one point, you know, after I had my son, I said, I'm going to walk away from this Christian lifestyle because it's not who I want to be. I said that I will sit home and I will read my Bible and I'm not going to church. I'm not going to deal with these churchy people because those people are focused on religion and I want to have a relationship. So for about three or four years, I just kind of did my own thing. Um, And I heard God very clear one day say to me, come home and, um, And I did, and it was almost like bondages. Things were just broken off of me so fast. Um, Just, just, I I know I met the real Jehovah, um, the great I am. But there was so much work that needed to be done in me, you know, that even though I met him at 19, um, I needed so much done to me. And he did it in a matter of, I mean, quick, to be honest with you. I I mean, to to this day, I don't look like what I've been through. And I thank God for that. And so for me, I believe a lot of my breakthrough, a lot of my healing came from Christ. Um, But I also think that a lot of it came from me making the decision that I wanted to be whole, that I wanted to raise whole children, that I wanted to have healthy relationships, um, that I wanted to be a better person. And uh, I had bumps, I had bruises, and I definitely um, ruined relationships. I definitely made mistakes along the way. And I think I still make them, (laughs) in honesty. It's just about finding those people that understand um, your world and where you are and what you go through. Um, And they will give you grace. And if they don't give you grace, then sometimes it's just because they don't get it. Um, I've learned to see people for who they are and what they are um, and vice versa. And sometimes that's incredibly painful, but sometimes it's the best thing for you. And so 
Um, I definitely believe that in unpacking my childhood helped me become a better adult because I realized that misplaced anger could be placed. And once I placed it, I was able to deal with it. I realized that I didn't really have a need to be bitter because I had had so many breakthroughs and so many accomplishments that I had accomplished in my own right that being bitter just seemed like a waste of time and energy. I realized that my parents did the best that they could do and they did the best that they could do under a set of circumstances that um, were kind of dealt, you know. Um, Sure, I think it's a parent's job to know what's going on with their children, but I also understand that being a child and having children um, and then living a life that um, it was not as transparent, that it is so easy to conceal and conceive these negative habits and thoughts. It's so easy to walk in deception and it's so easy to medicate yourself. And a lot of times what you see people doing and what we do in our lives is that we self-medicate, which only leads to our destruction because it's easier to do than it is to deal with it. And I'm here to tell you that, honestly, we have to get to a place where we realize it is not easier to self-medicate. It is easier to walk through your pain. It is easier to feel what you feel. It is easier to go through what you go through because on the other end of that is so much beauty. On the other end of that is so much life to be had. There is literally life after that thing that you're dealing with, that you're going through. And as it relates to your childhood, you have to address it, especially if you're at a place in life where you've become successful. Because there are people that are dealing with the very things that you dealt with as a child that have no idea how to get out of it, no idea how to overcome it, no idea how they will ever make it. And so you being able to find who you are in those negative things, you have the ability to set lives free because of the things that you've walked through. The things that we go through in life are not meant for us. They are meant for other people. And sometimes we get so wrapped up and so caught up in in our story and us being the victim and the pity party and throwing the tantrums that we don't realize that what we have endured and overcome has the ability to set other people free. Now, if you're dealing with something you haven't overcome it, then, you, you know, it's very difficult for you to talk to it from a place of success. And a lot of times that happens as well, that you have people that will talk about their struggle and they will talk about what they've gone through, but they can't offer you any finite solutions on how to break through. And that's something you got to be careful about. You can't follow everybody that says that they've been somewhere or they've been through something. You know, it's like you don't just randomly um, say, oh, I'm going to uh, follow you and your journey, even though I don't see any tangible results. You know, for me, I was able to demonstrate that this is my story. This is what I've gone through. And although I've gone through that, um, you know, having a baby at 17, I managed to still graduate college. I still managed to graduate college with amazing GPAs. I still managed to have a master's degree at 21. I still managed to um, get myself in law school and, um, you know, get work on, you know, uh, doctorates and 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 have successful jobs and make income 
Um, I had proven that even though I had been through so much, that my life still spoke for me. Um, Your life is your biggest testimony, not your words. You know, I was able to convey those things. And even now, you know, as we dive into who is Kyle Nicole, um, you know, there's still so much life after that. I have successful children that are not broken. Um, I have successful relationships. I have a successful marriage. Although one failed, um, you know, it didn't fail by my hands, um, which we will talk about in another episode, of course. So, so you have to be able to see this. You you have to be very, very careful listening to people that do not have what you desire. Uh, we may see someone that says, "Well, I have this amount of money uh, in sales, but how much of that do you have? How um, are your habits? What have you done? Um, you know, if you don't have, if you have people that can share those things and be transparent with you, fantastic." But their life should speak. Uh, it should it should come from a place where they can witness it. You know, I can remember being taught very early on. You know, if someone looked at your life and they never picked up a Bible, if they never, um, you know, had parents, if they didn't get it from church or school, would they still be successful in what they're doing by watching you? That's something that you have to ask yourself. Um, and so. You know, I encourage you out there to seek the help that you need. Um, You know, I remember getting ready to go through therapy and people saying, you're crazy. Uh, Black people don't do that. (laughs) They're going to give you medication. Are you insane? You're going to be an addict on that. Um, You know, you're going to pursue that. Are you insane? You have this amazing job over here. Why would you leave this to do that? You have to be able to defy the odds. Um. Get the help you need. Find the relationships that are going to elevate you and propel you to the next level. Um, Do what you need to do and believe in what you're doing. Believe in those things that you have set out to accomplish. Um, Work on yourself. Work on being amazing at all costs. Fine-tune your relationships Uh, Break away from toxic ones. Uh, You can have everything that you desire if you're patient with yourself and you're honest with yourself. You're transparent with those around you. That's important. Don't be afraid to share your story or share your talents and share your giftings because I promise you it's going to help you become a better person. You know, these are just some of the things that I've learned. Um, Don't be afraid to say no. Don't be afraid to do that thing even if it doesn't make sense. Because sometimes some of your greatest victories come from that. And lastly, um, be okay with your truth. Be okay with your story. Cry it out. Walk it out. Write it out. Um, Let go of your self-medicating habits. And pursue peace, pursue wholeness. Um, I wish I could uh, go on and on and on about it, but, you know, uh, for the sake of me having a short podcast, (laughs) which is is probably a longer one, um, there's so much here to unpack that if I think you just spend a little time with it, you will get great results. Um, You know, I think that if you become transparent, if you 
walk through these things, if you talk through them, if you address your hurts and your issues and cut off your toxic relationships, um, if you sit back and, and pinpoint every single thing in your life, you will um, trace it back to a time or an experience. And that's, that's important for you so that you can learn from it, so that you can overcome it, so that you can share it. Um, those things are, are vital to our successes and our failures. So as we jump into um, another pause and press play episode after this, I want you to put this on repeat, go back and listen to it. Um, I hope, I hope, I hope there's some good nuggets in there. Um, And just pause, press play. Thanks so much. Mm -hmm.